And we're back. Yes, we are. And I'm going to finish my damn pork top. Pop tart. Pop tart top. Well, here, you go ahead and figure out how to speak and eat the Pop-Tart. This is Random Ramblings. I'm Josh. That's Kenny. I'm just not nothing. Oh, God. And See, he knew I was going to do it. Of course I did. The so- I'm not the only <laughs> the one. The look that- on his face when he told me to finish the Pop-Tart and figure out how to speak. He knew right then and there. I'm not. <laughs> look, we all know that there are several other of you who did that with me in chorus. Almost a harmony, if I had to bet. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. We uh, appreciate you hanging out as always. Making a habit of it. Yes. We're into season few, three now. A few I, weeks in a row even. Yes. Uh, we're uh, clearing a month. This is episode five of season three. Oh, wow. Um, He's got the stats. Only because we did a lump run of four last time. <laughs> it, it will get very fuzzy. make it easy. <laughs> it will get fuzzy from here on out. Uh, also, fun fact for some of you, if you find yourself... Um, unable to find us in some way, shape, or form. Um, I know and we are everywhere. Well, I was going to get into that. Google Podcasts will be merging with YouTube Music here in the near future. Supposedly, everything ports over, uh, but that's not necessarily going to be the case because anybody who's ever done any sort of update or merger knows that's complete crap, including your better half. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I, I can hear way. her beating the mouse on the table just by you saying it's going to be, oh, yeah, it's just going to pour over. I can right. hear her now. Bullshit. But I am uh, working on uh, the hosting service that we use, um, and if they want to sponsor us, rss.com. Thanks for that. Um, the, yes, we're available. <laughs> they have now given us the option to, they will convert these files to video and we'll post them on YouTube. Uh, so certainly excited about that. Now, what I can... What I am having to do is several episodes at a time, let it go, and so it's going to be a lengthy process to get all the way to season three, but just be aware, if you search out, and it's on my YouTube page, uh, The Line Bizzle, and uh, you'll be able to find those there as well. So if you're looking for a different we're, option, we're or maybe do listening links at work. on Facebook, too, for at, those at of some you point. that are following there. At some point, uh, we'll you get are that out there. Well, he's going to get that out there. That is correct. I will do my dead level best to make that happen. Um, so just, again, another avenue. Super, kind of excited about it. And interesting concept to go along with that that may also lend itself to maybe a Kenny Vehemently Against It video podcast somewhere in Can the future. Can we paint the room green and make it look like like this, the, the conference room off of any starship, whether we can cross whatever genre? Doesn't matter. We'll pick a different one every time. It need Ooh, that's interesting and a lot of work. Right. We can have a conference room on on, on a Star Wars since starship. When, since, we can have a conference room on a Star Trek starship. Since when did you uh, become Babylon management? Five, uh, Firefly. Since when did Galactica. Since when did you become management rolling these ideas well, down Rogers to somebody else? Twenty fourth century. Um, he, he wait has, a minute. I you I, have these grandiose I, ideas and we'll do nothing to make that. Yeah, happen. because the instant you say, "Oh, we got to paint the room green," uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I just it, it would be cool as shit though. If we would. just if we like had different backgrounds. Yes. No, I'm, I'm actually we should have different foregrounds. People don't really want to look at us. We should just do like s- soothing beach scenes. Yeah, right. and- <laughs> we can each hold a sock puppy. <laughs> uh, people have become millionaires for less online. So <laughs> yes, actually, I think I think we could do that. I, I'm beginning to think that I could have a 
wide run on America's funniest home videos um, with, I, I never considered myself in a family situation where that would be a thing, but uh, I got a two and a half year old and I have a story from the past week, it which you are better. aware of. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, but I wanted to share with you or with you all, um, some of you that f- listen are uh, friends on social and may have seen a post from my wife that I was tagged in um, about an incident that happened. So we're getting into those shorter days time of year as we move towards fall and winter. We're in fall, but into winter. Um, and so outdoor playtime during the week is severely limited and on its way to knit and uh, or knit is where I was intended to go, but I, I tripped and so, <laughs> <laughs> that also interferes a lot with dinner time around here as we're trying to keep my daughter on schedule. So one night last week we were playing outside. No problem. I was cutting the yard. I do it a half yard at a time. Again, days are short. <laughs> and my wife has a garden tool set for kids. So my daughter has been playing with that some, trying it out. And she gave her a squirt bottle full of water, which is fine. I mean, She's a kid. If she sprayed us or them, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Um, but when it was time to come inside, not the biggest fan. We wanted to stay on our playground. Typical childhood logic. No harm, no foul. Where this gets out of hand is I've finished mowing the grass. I meet them as they are coming out of the backyard. And my daughter had turned around to speak to my wife. And in doing so, had turned the squirt bottle in her hand from where she had been watering the yard in front of her, it was now at a different angle because she turned and looked. So when she turns back, not thinking, she just goes back to what she thinks is spraying the yard. Sprays herself in the face. Which happens. Now granted, this is not that weird water hose thing where the child almost drowns. This is just a small kid's Windex bottle, for lack of a better term. (laughs) So you you notice the visible jump of surprise. No squeal, no tears, no freak out. And so my wife goes, did you just spray yourself in the face? And she says, no. Now I'm immediately about to correct for don't tell a lie. Which, because you want to start on that path. Before I can say anything, she is met with, the. my wife and I are met with, these are my tears for having to come inside. What? We we are completely in shock because at no point have either of us ever done or said, and at this age, there's a lot of mimicking behavior, that this is a thing. So there's a part of us that's super proud because she was like, this one's creative. She came up with that all on her own. And then there's the other half of us that goes, shit, this is going to get bad. <laughs> This is going to get real bad because if like I can understand, like I take most credit for the quick wit because there was no pause. It was fluid that that was the response, but I'm going to give her mom credit for the drama side of this. And I'm, I'm afraid that we've created a monster. I'm giving the child a hundred percent credit because you have no clue whether or not she looked at that bottle and went, this will make tears. I'm on her side. Due to her reaction and jump and pull back, I don't think it was intentional. I'm on her side. I think you'd jump and pull back if you squirted yourself in the face, too. Okay, fine. 
Take whatever side you want. I'm taking I'm the just, kids' side. I because just, I'm completely detached. <laughs> I this was, is what I've learned in pawpaw practice. Go back to your mom and dad. <laughs> I was, but that's the thing, though. I was taken aback by the statement. Like, there was part of me that was super I mean, proud. That was cool. Yeah. It's super was, proud of, like, the quick wit. And I'm like, hey, chip off the old block. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, again, I have a secondary. Oh, shit. Because it will only get worse. As And if she gets a quicker wit than I do, for one... I'm only slightly offended because I'm the one with the quick wit, um, but I'd also be proud. You, we always raise a mini me. Even if you have two, three, four, five, twenty, there's a mini me in there. So I'd like to give dating advice. Be careful, not so much about who you're hanging out with, hooking up with. Just remember that moment where they say they look like their mother. No, no, no. Remember, your kid will be two times worse. Yes, yes. That's where we should change the dating game. There will be two times worse than you. So look at yourself and your significant other Sorry, and go, One of my shit. nephews is, is like his dad. Maybe that's how we should pick mates one, now. <laughs> one of my nephews is like his dad. He's he, he he's kind of to himself. He's very intelligent. He's, he's going to stand over. And just like be to himself, he's not necessarily antisocial or anything. He'll he'll socialize with you, right? But you have to work for that conversation. He's not the king of small talk. And then my other nephew is me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's wide open one hundred percent of the time. He'll talk to you about I don't know paint. I don't whatever grass growing and what he what he watched how how long it took him to realize he couldn't see, watch it grow. I mean that's that's the. And, and, and polar opposites. My sister is in neither of those kids. <laughs> so she got her husband and she got her brother. <laughs> That's well, kind of bad. I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that my daughter looks like my wife because that would be bad for We're her all in the long run. For that. I know, I know. It's public service that I'm willing to do for you guys. However, I am glad that she's got a bit of my quick wit and sense of humor. Not that my wife doesn't have a great sense of humor. I just... That's something that I'm okay with. I, uh, I because I will eventually be able to cut around, cut up and joke with her like you do with yeah, your daughter. I was just to say, and I want. I've that. had to, it, and I'm not talking just recently. Like after she hit adult ages, I have had to walk away from situations because it's like something similar would happen, and I'm just sitting over there going, "Yeah, she's mine." And I'm at the point where Q I Rodney. probably should be keeping a straight face. And, Q, Q but Rodney it Adkins. Yeah, that's right. It's like all I do is laugh. I mean, it's like I, I, my favorite to tell is she's a talker. My my daughter is. She's a talker. She'll own up to it. We had the hardest time when she started school getting those conduct grades where they needed to be. And, I feel uh, that too. There was there was a, I just made it to my wits end, and we firm believers in. A small amount of corporal punishment. So it's like you know, and our doctor actually told us you 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 can only do a little bit of any type of punishment before they're immune to it. And we always saved the the little pop on the hand, the whooping, whatever you want to call it, for a last resort type of thing. Now, y'all call me if you want to. The child barely got two whoopings in twenty five years of being alive, but we were brought up the same way. So we had that belief. Sure. But we also, and I'm going to put the disclaimer in there. We were lucky enough that taking toys away, sending to her, her to her room typically worked. But when it comes to this conduct thing, we just couldn't beat it. We could not win. It didn't matter. And I had finally had it, you know, my wits in. I'm like, okay, that's it. We're going to get two little swat, swats across the booty. And yes, people, you do that through jeans because it startles them more than it hurts them. 
hurts you more than it startles them, actually. But so I look at her and tell her, I'm like, that's it. Go to your room. You're going to get a whooping. I've, I've had it. This is the last, this is the last thing we've been over this and over this and over this. And I've got to come up with something that's going to work. So she's screaming, crying down the hallway. And at that point, I looked at my wife and I, I said, the minute I walk into that room, this whole situation is going to probably be over, but I got to follow through with some kind of pat on the ass. So I open the door, walk in big bad daddy, and my daughter is sitting there with her hands under the mattress of her bed. And she has pulled to the point you can see the veins in her neck. She is Ooh, holding herself to the bed. Protecting the asset. And she just looks me dead square in the face and says, don't whoop me, daddy. Don't whoop me, daddy. It won't work either. Hmm. Close the door. So I had, up, I had the to door. actually follow through with punishment, which really was not, I mean, I did not inflict a large amount of pain. My goal was to startle and to follow through with, with my threat. I had to follow through with punishment, shut the door, and walk outside almost in the neighbor's backyard to lose it because that was the funniest shit I had ever seen. <laughs> there, are, there are comic geniuses out there writing shows that have not come up with that move yet. Yes. And it's like you, you run this fine line of in the moment, it's like you want to just go <laughs> and be done with it, but you can't because the instant you laugh, they win. They win. And they know it. God, they know it. And it was like, oh my God, my kid. And I told my wife, because my wife had to follow me outside. And I told her, I'm like, the kid's in there holding her ass down to the mattress so that she doesn't get a whooping. I said, it's, I can't I can't deal. It's just freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because it's freaking hilarious. By the way, the fear of all of that, she didn't get in trouble like that again. Right. Uh, and I, like I said, I think in 25 years of life, there might have been twice I popped her little booty, but again, not out for paint. Some people take it overboard. Yes. But, you know, I agree. There's I, a fine line, but you have to be. And I, I appreciated our doctor having the conversation with us. It works, but you can overdo anything. Well, and that, I think that's the thing that we, ha- we are trying to work through on Irian because we're trying to find in this phase of what works because we also know it's going to be what works right now. Like I think we're both, my wife and I have evolved our thinking enough. Whereas for me, a threat of a whooping was I, enough for me. I was actually told one time that, cause I had a box in a closet that was opened on a, on a daily basis. It was a coat closet in our living room in that house. At, we were in and out of that closet all the time. Sure. And I had a cardboard box sitting on a shelf. And when I took a toy, that's where that toy went. Right. Was in that cardboard box. Right. I actually had somebody tell me that was that was going to psychologically damage my child because she could see the toy that I took taken away from her. She could see where it was, but she couldn't reach it. And she couldn't touch it. And I'm like, that's the punishment. Yeah. The whole idea behind punishment is that there needs to be a consequence. There's yeah, and punishment's not supposed to be fun. You don't change your punishment's not you get clear jello instead of grape jello. Your your punishment is I'm taking that favorite toy and I'm putting it where you can't get it. Uh and I and I okay. And go what ahead. Did I, what did I do that caused all that? The confused look on his face is unreal. I, I just at no point would I have ever made the comparison you get clear jello instead of grape jello. I mean, I realize gelatin is a clear thing. Everything else is just an additive. But at the same time, I'm like, who threatens with that? Like, does That's anybody just actually what I came threaten up with, with no, no, off no, the top fine. of my head to? I get it, but like to basically prove see... my point. I mean, it's like 
I I 100% understand that, but it hit me just right at the moment where I went off on that offshoot and went, that would really suck. Yeah. That would really <laughs> suck because clear jello has no flavor. Gelatin in general has no flavor. It's no, all additive. It does it. It's all additives. But it was just like, oh, <laughs> it would be awful. I actually, uh, they they went over with us. <laughs> Sorry. This whole concept it's been of a long the, week. No, go ahead. They 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 went wow. over with us. Uh, somebody introduced us to the whole concept of a timeout chair, and it's like you need a timeout chair. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need a chair in the corner. I can make her stand in the corner. That is psychologically damaging. So, all right, explain. Are you the still time- friends with that person? Wait, no, because you like, should be. I was never friends with the person. I was like, wait, explain to me the concept of the timeout chair. This is, uh, we took courses leading up. Uh, uh, there were a lot of things. That Got it. The, the, the company I worked for at the time, the insurance was awesome, and I could get a certain God, number of things. Like? I could get a certain number of things paid for within the first five years of the child's life if I participated in certain programs. Got it. So they're over here. Are you, so timeout chair, you take the chair and you, you face it to the corner, and they go and they sit in the timeout chair. And my response to this, I'm looking at a trained psychologist, and my response is, how's that different than standing in a corner? And they're like, well, that's, they have to be over there to themselves. Well, how's that different than sending them to their room? Well, if you send them to their room, that's where all their toys are. Hey, that was why I love getting sent to my and, room. Well, that's the thing. My parents is, learned very quickly that time, was a well, bad idea. There are times when I'm sending you to your room because I'm done with you. I don't really care what you're doing while you're in there. I Just need you get out away of my, from me. Yeah, I need you out of my <laughs> sight for a little while. So please, go play with your toys. But when you have a social child like mine, the instant they are restricted to that space, it becomes a punishment. It doesn't matter if they've got all their toys back there. My now, sister's the I, same way. I can go one step further. I've actually had her sit in her bed. You go and you sit in the center of your bed and you think about what you just did. I will be back there in five minutes. And yes, I would set a timer. Five minutes is enough of that. So we've tried... Our problem with... the And, and again, I realize this is uh, always an evolution and I'm sure there are numerous parents that are going, no kidding... For me, we started with timeout. And at first, it kind of worked. But then we were we had to change the environmental factor. So we tried to put her in timeout whether it's whether it was stand in the corner or go sit in the chair, whatever it was. Sitting still is not at this point in her wheelhouse. Now, granted, you're talking with school age. It right. was not there. My daughter's not there yet. So it's going to happen, and at some point, that will stick. You have to be creative. Correct. Trust me, because she barely understands English. Correct. So lecture number 365A that you got from your mom 10 times over is not going to work right now. Correct. She does not understand enough words that by the time it all jumbles in together, it really does sound like the Charlie Charlie Brown parents. Um, we When we were in those stages... I would growl a no, and I mean, I, I just had a different tone of voice, and that's probably where I started the dad voice thing, uh, because it would be a, a no, and she knew what no meant, and a lot of times yep. that's that's the only thing I could do, no, and that was it. Uh, the only concept of timeout we could get for her was that playpen, pack and play thing. Well, they eventually get old enough to climb out of that thing, so it doesn't really work. So we have offset that in two forms. We are... We pick and choose that battle because we debated on that, but we also didn't want nap time and bedtime 
to be looked at as a punishment. So we have avoided that option. Now, also, my parents do daycare. They didn't do the full-on... They didn't buy a second crib. They are using a pack-and-play for daycare. So, again, we didn't want to reinforce that as a no, punishment-level right. area for that purpose. We will hold her, and I tell you what, that is a holy terror of a moment. She's clawing and trying to push away and turn and twist, and... It, I give her a little bit of time to work it out because when she's emotional, she will not be consoled in any way, shape, or form. No child ever will. Your best bet is to start after they start to calm down and it's gone from genuine rage and anger to fake rage oh, and I anger. Pick, I picked mine up mid-temper tantrum one time. Just just picked her up and carried her to her room, gently laid her down on her bed and looked at her and said, this is your space. You can have this temper tantrum back here. You're not going to have it in my space. And I shut the door. And I said it that calmly, shut the door, walked back down the hallway. And my wife and my mother-in-law was there. Both of them looking at me going, is that going to work? She comes out of that room. She's got to face me. So here, here's the thing, though. We have not gone full knockdown, drag out, throw ourselves on the ground tantrum. We are stomp our feet really loudly and say no. Which, grand scheme, I would rather have that than the knockdown drag out tantrum in a store or a restaurant, which is really embarrassing for me, and then I will whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's my... I looked at that as, at this moment, the emotions are uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. And when they're young, I mean, you're, you're going to be 10, 12, 13 years old before you start realizing the rush of those emotions. Because you're upset you got caught. You're upset you got in trouble. You're upset you did something wrong that you knew you shouldn't do. Now And, and now it, it keeps going. You're upset because you're yep. losing a toy or a privilege or something like that. So you have this, this fit of, and you're mad at yourself. You don't understand where to take that rage. So I didn't mind her having the temper tantrum because she had to take the rage somewhere. It's a whole lot healthier to expel that totally than it is to bottle it. I just didn't want her doing it in the hallway. Well, I didn't want her doing it in the living room while I was watching TV. I wanted her to go to her space and do it. Right. And what it turned into was a child that when she come home, emotionally distraught from school, and they will, it, are you okay, darling? Not really. And then you'd hear her door shut, sometimes slam. And then a lot of times you'd just hear a scream, a muffled scream. And all it is, she put her face in her pillow and she screamed. And once she was able to, to expel the emotion, she could then process whatever it was. Right. And go from there. And even now, sometimes she gets so upset that the phone call I get, she's trying to talk and cry at the same time. Right. And it's like, and I'm literally on the other end going, take a breath. And everybody's looking at me like, what's wrong? Child's upset. And that's all you're going to tell her is take a breath. Don't you get upset either. Take a breath. <laughs> and I mean, and we go through it and finally, because what it is, is she's got, she's got to get control. Yep. And all of us hit those points. You and I at our ages hit those points. Lord, yes. Mine usually goes to my right foot. <laughs> Especially if I'm in a car. I have to maintain if I'm on the bike. <laughs> but, but and that's the thing. They, they were recently in, in massive amounts of button pushing and death. They were recently in and they got in a little bit of a fender bender. And, you know, the car got nudged hard enough that the airbags went off. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm not going to go through the whole thing on the air. But... Basically, she was scared. By the way, she's pregnant. 
So she was scared, really scared. The totally. airbags went off. The car they had had the, the curtain bag and one in the seat. Well, the one in the seat grazed her her uh, love handle, so to speak. That's the best, best description I have. So she had pain in in the abdominal area now, right? <laughs> so which is she an was, immediate red flag. She was freaking, so she calls me. I had met a friend for coffee, and all he hears is, "You're going to need to take a breath and calm down. I can't understand you." Now you could see the anguish swell up in his face, and I'm just as calm as I can be. You need to take a breath and calm down. Okay, when, and about the third okay, when I stood up and went to pacing, he knew something was wrong. Because right. now I'm now I'm in the mode of I'd like to freak out. Yeah. It's my turn <laughs> so, now. Tell me what's wrong. But you know, by the way, everything's okay. You know, went to the ER. Nothing was wrong with the baby. Uh, between the seat belt and uh, this airbag, there was a little bruise there. Everything's fine. She's seen her specialist back home. Everything's fine. So nobody worry. As far as we know, everything's fine. Uh, Probably wouldn't be discussing it if it wasn't. There's been more sonograms for this particular baby than I think any baby on the planet right now. But anyway. I'm now, not sure any, that's a contest you want to have. No, but I think she's Not in this room. I think she's winning. Well, not in this room. Then. Hell yeah, I do. But at any rate, it... And what's sad is on the reverse of that, if school had to call me, I could not calm her down. Right. But if something like that's going on, if something else has upset her, I can get her calm in a heartbeat. But if she thinks I'm going to be mad, <laughs> completely different scenario. Yeah. And I have actually, she school incident, she got in trouble, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, and the principal called me. She goes, "I'll let you talk to her." And I, and I tried my best. I told the principal, "I was like, don't do that, don't do, don't do that." And then I hear this, "Hello," and I went, "Darling," just as calm as I could. And she started screaming, and just could not gain control of herself. I mean, that snub crying, that she quit breathing, crying type yeah. thing. Principal comes back on the phone. She goes, "Obviously, that was not a good idea." And I'm like, "I tried to tell you, I am the wrong." person in this instance because I am a huge disciplinarian. She now knows she's in trouble. She knew she was in trouble when she went to your office. You don't understand. Everything you've done does not make as big of a deal to her as the fact that she got sent to the office. Whatever punishment you've doled out is overkill. And she goes, you know, I, I think I understand that. And I'm like, so putting her on the phone with me, you might as well have just given her a death sentence. And she goes, what's going to happen to her when she gets home? Not what you think. I'm just a disciplinarian. I said, between between now and the time she gets home, I will come up with something. I said, don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to be physical. I understand you're in a position you have to ask those questions. But it's going to be something. Right. But... You've done let on to her that I already know. That was a bad idea. And I mean, I could still hear her snubbing in the background. Uh And the principal just goes, I think it's best if you come pick her up. I'm going to gather her assignments. It's okay if she has her assignments. Punishment is by no means a reflection of education. You know, we're going to make sure she has her assignments. Um, Can you come get her? And I'm like, yeah. Um, 
can you administer her some Tylenol? Because by the time I get there, the child's going to probably be in some pain from all this crying. I am saying a headache's going to be a thing. And uh, she said, yeah. So by the time I, I got there and I got the child, got my daughter, I had decided that, and that was like a 20-minute process. So I had decided at that moment that was enough anguish. That was enough punishment. And I, and I told her when she got in the car, she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I just, just hand me down my punishment. She started crying again. I said, stop crying. You have punished yourself enough in the past 20 minutes. I don't think I'm going to add to that. Because that's just that's enough anguish. Dad's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, it would have probably been 10 times worse had they called mom and mom went, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have your dad come pick you up. I could hear that. <laughs> that would have been right. 10 times worse. Because then it would have been a case of mom called dad. <laughs> yep. So, And you'll learn that one way or the other, it'll be a bigger threat. It'll be either be a don't make me call your daddy or I'm going to call your daddy and have a conversation and that's going to be the big threat or it's going to be I'm going to call your mom and have a conversation about this and that's going to be a big threat. So, and that, I think it's funny that you use the word conversation because that is currently how I can temper where the moment's going. If I get a direct no, a very defiant no, I go, we're going to try this again. And then after the third time, if we're going to try this again, I'm going to go, I think you and I need to go in another room and have a conversation. We have never had to leave a room and have a different conversation. But we have had conversations when it's just the two of us in a room. So I don't need to leave the room in front of another audience. And she was like, no. There's never a, like, the, the vehement no is now met with no. <laughs> Well, see that, and I also have gotten enough. She she understands, or is starting to understand my tone, and where I'll say something, and then I'll say something, and then if it gets to a point where it's loud enough, and I go, "Excuse me," oh, I've pushed it too far. It, so I I told myself one time I would not do that whole countdown thing or that whole counting thing. God, I, does it ever work? Counting failed on us the first really? time. Really? It worked oh, for us. yeah. I said, I'm going to give you to the count of three. It wasn't me, it was my wife. My wife said, I'm going to give you to the count of three. We're working on numbers. <laughs> so when my wife goes, one, the child goes, two, three, <laughs> four. I love it. You know who needed to I leave the room it. and have a conversation? <laughs> me. You. <laughs> Because I, I am red in the face, red in the face. I, I get up and walk out of the room, to which is met with anguish from my wife later going, I wanted to laugh too. And I went, yep, but <laughs> yep, you were the one administering the punishment. Now, since that time, tone plays a role in numbers. If we're working on a book and she's counting, it's one, two, three. We'll count together, no problem. But if I change my tone and I go, I'm giving you to the count of three. Now, where this also plays into a factor is um, she also now knows she has a window with which to continue to act out. That frets me a little because now you're now you're intentionally. I think my sister did that on purpose with my parents. I, I honestly think pretty much anything. If my mom said you get five minutes to settle down, my sister was going to use four minutes and fifty eight seconds. We've to given settle her a down. <laughs> so she was going to keep rolling for at least four minutes and fifty eight seconds. Then she was going to settle down in the last two seconds. So this is where I think we have done ourselves a disservice going off of that, though. Where, like, when it's almost time to leave, 
if my daughter's watching TV, walking in, grabbing the remote, turning it off, and not giving any notice, meltdown. Meltdown. Like, we're not going anywhere. Meltdown. If we walk in even five minutes before we leave and go, we're going to turn the TV off in two minutes, no response. Did you hear me? I said, two minutes. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Turn the TV off. We are off and running wherever we need to go. It Now, on the flip side of that, you have to do a count of three. Well, I've still got two more minutes of whatever we'll I need see. to do. We, so, so we've done ourselves a bit of a disservice. We're in a double, we're in a double negative We here. handled some of that a little bit differently. Like My wife and I were big on, let's us go get ready, and then we'll get the kid ready. So then we actually turned it into her process. She she has, and we did it, but she has a process now. Uh, and it's like, because we would go get ready to go. Because, you know, a lot of people, when they're in their home, you use the term soft clothes. We call them house clothes. A lot of people, when they're My wife home, is a soft clothes They're person. not wearing the same thing they're going to wear out. Yep. Other than Walmart shoppers. Okay, I said it out loud. But anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> I was Facebook. Look up those pictures. No, uh, don't don't do that. Don't don't I'll share something. Don't, don't worry about it. I'll do, find one and share it. There used to be a page called but, the People of Walmart, yeah, I and I just and I, I get to use that website because they're not directly affiliated, <laughs> and there's no chance of lawsuit. Uh, but, but at any rate, you know, most of us have to to like change clothes before we head to the store. Uh, so we made it. A, we Weirdos. we turned it into a process. We'd go. We'd get ready to leave for whatever event, and then we would go get the kid. And go. It's time to get ready to leave. And then we were met with this the first time, and probably maybe two or three times we were met with this whole. But I'm watching this. Okay, do you want to go to the store? Yes, you're going to have to cut that off and get ready to leave. Right. Yeah, we're, so you, we're not to the point of fully comprehending the one or the other because when I say those things. It's it's a weird spot because we will sit here like just this afternoon. I went to pick my daughter up from my parents' house. It's time to clean up. No. It's time to clean up. No. It is time to clean up. So we clean up. And then it's like, okay, well, let's, it's time to go. No. And she'll run off. I'm not in that vehement of a hurry. We're going to play this out. It's time to go. No. We're leaving in two minutes. Fine, no problem. My parents and I get onto a tangent of whatever the next thing or back to what we were talking about, you know, whatever it was. She'll walk in. Time to go. And I'm like, we're not done talking. Time to go. I want to go now. <laughs> and I'm you like, created a different monster. Right. I'm <laughs> like, <sighs> now, to my parents' credit, we're all of the same page of she's actually ready. Go. Yeah, just get out, leave, see ya. I and I made the mistake when I picked her up. They were outside playing, and they were coaxing her back inside. It's time to go back inside. Time to go back inside. And both of them, after this moment, looked at me and went, "Pie hole, shut it." Because as we're walking back, they're sitting on the porch. I'm following my daughter back up the sidewalk, three steps from the house. She's ready. We're going. We're actively going inside. It, the pro, it, like we were in a steady flow. And I go, all right, let's head back in so we can clean up. Process immediately stops. 
no, I don't want to clean up. My dad looks at me and goes, idiot. <laughs> to, and, and I just, I throw my hands up and go, what? It's something we got to do from the other side of the porch. Idiot. From my mother. But it's got to, she would have been inside by that point. Idiot. Okay. Mistake made. Lesson learned. I'm still learning even at almost 40. So, the pseudo son-in-law. Oh, boy. He. Uh, this is not going to be a story about him being a dad, though, believe it or not. Oh. It's going to be a story about learning how to be ready to get out of the driveway. Because, you know, he is... And I'm going to give people credit for this. I get in my car put my seatbelt on, turn on my car, whatever order all of that happens. I put it in gear and I take off. I'm not a channel surfer. I don't have a stereo that links with anything else. It, it's My cars are old. I don't keep CDs, even though the CD player works, because that's just another distraction. So I'm not looking for my favorite song. I'm not looking for my favorite station. My favorite station's already playing when I turn it, when I turn it on. My guess is you're one of those people that goes, I'm going to get in the car at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, which means so-and-so is going to be on, so I'm going to go ahead and set it on that before I leave. Yes. I'm also one of those that that's my go-to driving station, and that's where it's going to stay. I'm slow clapping the hell out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, that, that is, I'm that OCD. I've got myself, I do, and I do that with my work vehicle. I set the uh, HVAC system, the stereo, Everything when I park it at the end of the day. What tomorrow is because be. I don't want to go in tomorrow and it's fifty degrees and the air conditioner's blowing wide slap open on me. I so I, all of that's cut off. The stereo's cut down because you know the the me that drove in at the end of my work day is going to be completely different from the me that ain't had all my coffee tomorrow morning. That's what I was so, yeah, say. I'm, yeah, I'm that person. But and I'm going to give I'm going to give the pseudo son-in-law some credit. When he gets in his car, he cranks his car, and now he has to get settled. Ugh. So it's if anything needs to be charged, hook it up to its charger. If whatever link to listen to favorite music off of the phone or whichever app he's using, we have to make sure that the Bluetooth is engaged. It's then like we got to set control. the volume. <laughs> and it's like before my daughter's pregnancy, you had to hit the vape, you know. So and he's got to adjust this, adjust that, adjust the other. And I have watched this process. I've ridden with them places. I have watched this process, and I have felt like my nervous system was going to jump clean <laughs> out of its skin because it's like You're reach over and because it's you. like look. You little shit. We're in the car. Let's go. Let's go now. Car means go. We're in the car. So you should have done all your primping before we left the house. Your car should be ready for you, damn it. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kenny's a puppy. So Let's go, let's yeah, go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, that's what we're going to call this. He's bouncing from window to window. So, they're going to follow us somewhere one time. Oh, my God. I'd have left him. And we head out the door. We head out the door. I'd have sent him out five minutes before I left. Now, we have a process to leave the house because we have to get the dog. Right. Uh, we crate train. So, we have to get the dog in his crate, which we call it his room. And we've not we've never used that as punishment because we don't want him to hate going in there. So, we call it his room. So And we've trained him to go there when we tell him to get in his room. We get the crate taken care of, shut and lock the door. We're heading out. The kids are doing their thing. They're still y- yakking down the steps and everything. They're fiddling here, fiddling there. I'm getting in my truck. And I hear my daughter go, he's in the truck. And the pseudo son-in-law is like, okay. 
She goes, no, you don't understand. You're gonna get. He's left. in the truck. You're gonna. My get cru- left. truck is cranked, and I'm 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 like side eyeing. She's in the car putting her seatbelt on. He's still messing around. Put that fucker in gear and pulled out of the driveway. Made my turn and took off. And you should have seen that car rolling up on my ass in. And I can only under I can only hear the guy. You know where we're going? Oh my god! Do you know where you're going? Your dad just left me. Do you know where you're going? <laughs> we got wherever it was, and he looked at me because you just left me. And I looked at him and I said, "When you get in your car and you're gonna follow me, you get in your car, you crank it, you put it in gear, and you leave." I said, "Cause I'm gonna give you about enough time to crank your car, put your seatbelt on, and put it in gear. I do not have all the gizmos that you have. I do not have to rehook all that stuff up. If it can't stay hooked to it, maybe you need a different kind of car." I would like <laughs> I would like, like to pass along a piece of advice. I do not know which mobile device that you have or have or devices that you have. I have a charging stand that hooks to my AC vent that is also Bluetooth and power, so I don't have to hook up a cord. It's just magnetic. A buddy of mine at work, and he knows who he is because I actually think it, it's all kind of awesome. It's the first person that's actually told me how everything integrates. Uh, it's pretty awesome. He's got the same thing. He sets his phone down in this this stand, and everything just lights up. Oh no no no! And it's it's ready to go. His it's already Bluetooth to his phone. Yeah, you know everything's ready. It, all he has to do is just sort of sit it down in this stand. Everything's set up. Whatever aux cord, if there is one, whatever Bluetooth, it's it's all just powered and ready. It's like yeah. my earbuds. I pull my earbuds yep. out of a little thing. They're they're on my phone. Life is good. And you take the time when you get the vehicle to pair everything to it. And the the further the, I've seen him once or twice, kind of scroll through to get the song he wants to hear, and then he takes off. And he's quicker than I am. I mean, we we leave work together. We walk out having a conversation, and we're gonna and we're literally gonna go to the gym. We're gonna follow each other. Ha ha. By the time and I drive a diesel, so I have to do the whole wait to start. By the time. My glow plugs have done their cycle. Dude is on, he's headed out of the parking lot. Yeah. He is quicker than I have ridden with him places. You better shut the door and grab the car, grab the seatbelt at the same time, or you're going to be halfway there before you get hooked up. Key, he is quicker than I am. <laughs> for me, key in the ignition, and both of my cars are new enough that all I have to do is turn it over yeah. and tap it, and they'll fire up. So in that time frame, I have pulled out my, my phone, switched hands, Plunked it right on the stand. I don't even have to set it. It's just, but it's up right. here. So I just tap it, and then I'm my hand immediately goes down to the gear if, shift. If I'll I'm, take care of the music as I'm going. If I'm on the diesel and I need to charge my phone, because again, none of my stuff's new enough to link everything. But if I'm on the diesel, I need to plug my phone in, turn the key. While I'm waiting for the glow plugs, plug yep. my phone in. As soon as that's done, I'm cranking it. Give it a couple of seconds to idle while I'm putting my seatbelt on, and then we're leaving. I, if it depends on where I'm leaving from, I have a by residential standards, I have a decent length of driveway. My seatbelt is on while I'm moving my way back, either forward or backing out of my driveway, is when the seatbelt is applied. <laughs> the only thing that slows me down now is child because I have to put child in seat, shoulder, shoulder, clip, clip, yeah. waist, clip, waist, clip, pull, adjust shoulders pull on the straps to make sure they are appropriately tight. And all this time you're fighting with a toddler who is looking for whatever toy they left in the cup holder. <laughs> Once that's done though, buddy, we're gone. We'll see little man, the, uh, the bonus grandson. He's actually, uh, he's, he's four now. So he's at the point of wherever we're going, he wants to go. 
Right. So he can help help himself to the seat. And he's finally made it to the safety ratings. His weight and everything is to where he can be forward-facing. So it's a little easier for him to get himself in the seat and everything, get himself hooked up. Matter of fact, we uh, we loaned them a car after the little fender bender, and we had to meet halfway to pick that car back up. And he actually told my daughter, because she she said they were coming to see us. Currently, he still calls me Old Man Kenny. That's liable to be my grandpa name. We never, we don't know. Can't wait. But uh, at I any rate, I still want that to be a thing. At any rate, I will see. I eat it up, so it doesn't matter. Right, I know. <laughs> but at any rate, they were headed, and he's happy-go-lucky riding along. And they're only about an hour and a half from where we're going to meet. We're going to have some food, and we're going to, you know, part ways. When she took the exit to make it to the restaurant. He looked at her and goes, you said we were going to see Old Man Kenny. This is not the way to Old Man Kenny's. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you you got a backseat driver. Ah, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Oh, he rolled in the restaurant. We were, be- literally, they were coming in. We were being seated because they were running behind. So we were, we were being seated. They were coming in. And he just rolls straight on up and sits down right across from me and just looks at everybody like, well, this is my seat. I looked at him, I'm like, you need a booster seat? Yes. So we get the booster seat and bring it back. And he goes, no. And I just looked at him, I said, you don't need a high chair. You need a booster seat. And he looked at me real funny. I said, little man sits in a booster seat. You're four. You don't sit in a high chair. Now, all of a sudden, the booster seat's good. (laughs) Old man Kenny done dropped that knowledge. watching him pick his breakfast, his lunch, which we we were at one of those places that did breakfast all day. Watching him choose what to eat was hilarious because he didn't necessarily want chicken strips. And that's a go-to for most four-year-olds. He heard the words pancakes and you could see him thinking, what do I want? And I, I actually enjoyed watching him sit there and try to, and he looked, he was pointing at everything on the menu like everybody else was. I know he wasn't reading it, but he was pointing and I know what he was doing. He was buying time. And when the server got to him, and it was really kind of neat because she said, hey, what, what you going to have, little man? And I kind of grinned, and he kind of grinned. And he looked up, and he goes, pancakes. Well, then she threw him for a loop. Well, we got different kinds of pancakes. I'm like, oh, shit, don't do this. <laughs> Please don't do this. He's four. Just bring him pancakes. <laughs> it took us ten minutes to figure out the pancakes. And he actually looked at her, and he goes, I don't know. Just pancakes. And she, she looked at my daughter and she goes, so basically just paint. And she, my daughter's like, yeah, nothing fancy. But, Ooh. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun, though, especially hearing the story. He, he knows. <laughs> he knew we were going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for the backseat stories that will come from that. As time <laughs> oh, <rolls> on. <laughs> I, I actually have Why been, aren't you using the Beltway? The Beltway's at least six I've, minutes faster. Right. <laughs> I have been, uh, I have actually started the whole, when he's at the house, my house, my rules thing now sometimes it works in his favor sometimes it doesn't work in his favor so once he realized that sometimes it works in his favor he has gotten better at being okay with it not working in his favor and i'm not one that's going to deal and bargain if you do this i'll make sure you have that no i'm not going to bargain with you you can either do this or you can sit there and be miserable because I need you to do this. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it. really and truly, I'm not throwing ultimatums out here. I'm not going to deal with you. This needs to get done, and it's your responsibility to do it. And I'll pull this whole, hey, my house, my rules. 
Well, he'll jump too and he'll do it. Well, then, same thing. If he wants a cupcake for breakfast, yeah, the old man's got a little soft heart. And, I, and I'll look at him and go, you got to eat some Cheerios first. And his dad's looking at me like, he asked me about a cupcake for breakfast and you're answering. And I'll look at his dad and go, my house, my rules. But fun he, fact, he can't, I won't let him. Dad have that. can't afford to let that no, happen. And that I go, really though. will. And the pseudo son-in-law already knows. Not going to let the kid just have a cupcake for breakfast. Right. I will see to it the kid has a cupcake for breakfast, but he's going to have something else to go with. Right. It. And my house is always full of Cheerios, and Cheerios are pretty good. And he likes to eat them dry. So it's like here, I don't understand why kids love that. Once so you much. eat this bowl You're full so of awful. Cheerios, you can have your cupcake. And say I don't I. I win. My house, my rules. So now I understand. Pseudo son-in-law has started in with the whole, do I need to call old man Kenny? <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're using me as a threat. The kid's going to be scared of me. And he goes, I kind of am myself. You're supposed to be scared of me, yeah. you twit. There are two levels of scared your, here. Your kid is not supposed to be scared of me. You're supposed to be scared of me. My mother-in-law loathes any time I've ever... I've never used this with my daughter, and nor do I ever plan to, because she knows her as Nan. It is that simple. She is her Nan. They are best buddies when they are together. Whatever she wants, she gets. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. But before she arrived, I had joked with her over and over and over. I said, you do realize what happens when our child gets unruly, right? What's going to happen? And she goes, what? Like she was, she was genuinely curious. And I went, if you don't behave, I'm going to take you to see the judge because my mother-in-law is technically a judge in a state to our South. Um, and she goes, you technically, <laughs> sorry, sorry there, Mrs. Mother-in-law. <laughs> I understand there's a difference between being one and technically. Right. So <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> we'll turn him over to you. <laughs> it is what it is. But she, collectively lost her shit. She was like, you will not have my grandchild be afraid of coming to see me. And I said, I'm just saying, I'm going to do what I need to do for disciplinary purposes. You may be a casualty of war. We went round and round and round. Now it has never come to that, nor would I ever make it about that because my daughter has a village and I am 100% in with her having the village Except at Christmas, he's got to put shit together. <laughs> I, we, uh, I wish I, she had no family at Christmas, but I, us. We just, we kind of let our parents do whatever. Uh, with my mom, unfortunately with my wife. <laughs> you said let. Yeah, unfortunately. You, you try to tell my dad, let. I'm letting you do this. He goes, you're not letting me do nothing. Well, we actually had a conversation with my mother-in-law. Well. Which my mother-in-law was that type of person. She was going to be an intellectual about it all. She was going to. We were going to have. We were going to converse, and 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 discuss it. And I just told her, I'm like, you know, if she's with you, you have to make decisions. You got that one here. I reckon you can not hurt mine. I mean, you know, really, you've got to make. But now, if I'm here, don't you stop me, because I'm dad, and I have to make different decisions. And I, and I told her, I'm like, you're allowed to make decisions that still allow for spoiling. Right. I'm not. So even if we're at your house, if I speak, it's got to be law because I'm dad. Right. Now, if there's something special you're letting her do at, her, at your house, I need to know so that I don't speak. 
So we had that intellectual conversation. And then my parents, it was the same way. It's like, we're going to, well, what do you, how do y'all handle? Make sure she eats, make sure she's clean, make sure she sleeps. Her bedtime at our house is this. Your grandma and grandpa. I already knew it was going to be two different environments. Actually, it turned out being three different environments. And then the aunt and uncle we go camping with, they're not aunt and uncle to my child. They're, they're another set of grandparents. So, and there again, it's like, so what do we do? Bedtime is this. Make sure she eats. Make sure she's clean. <laughs> it's like, right. you're going to, she's going to be with you and with them. A lot of times they take her camping. She'd be at the beach for a weekend. It's like, you're four hours away. You don't need to be calling me to figure out how to discipline her for doing something wrong. It's your RV. Tell her what she is and isn't allowed to do and move on from there. And I've done that with little man. There's one switch in the RV. He's allowed to flip it on and off all he wants to. I don't care if he flips that switch. It goes to a light. The light means nothing to me. If it's it the burns out, it burns light. out. It's yeah, the decorative floor it's, light. It's the decorative floor light. I've been in that. I've been he in the camera. I know which one it yeah, is. He can cut that sucker on and off all he wants to, but he knows better than to touch the main panel. Right. I won't. And I. And here's the thing: the main panel is off limits. Period. Even if he is there to help us pack up, if he's there for a whole weekend and he starts to see us pack up, he is not allowed to see all the cool stuff from inside. Because I don't want him to see that that panel handles all of that. Yeah. Because he's he's literally been banned from touching that panel. So the only light, if we ask him to turn on a light switch other than the decorative floor light, we we point which light switch he can cut on. That because it's and it's one of those cases of if you don't understand a camper, he can push a button and start moving a slide room in. All right, if that room starts moving in and there's people sitting in a chair that's on it, it could tear up the motors. Right, because they're not that's, geared that's for the extra weight, weight. Yeah, that's extra weight that they're not geared sure. for. Uh, if the dog, we actually almost trapped the dog at the beach this last time, but if the dog is in the wrong spot, he can get really hurt. Right. So we we just don't need that to be an accidental thing. Mm-hmm. So we don't let him flip those switches. And it's just a case of you don't touch that panel, period. Uh, and we, we have to keep it that way. And that's that's and that's and what I've said, because he's been there as we're pulling the rooms in and everything. And his dad's like, he's going to think that's all cool. Yeah, well, let him stand out there and think it's all cool, because I don't need him learning what this panel does. Right. Because I know four-year-old boys, once they learn that buttons move entire rooms, they're going to want to play with them. Or this one will, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've You're always had a thing for Tonka toys. but. But that's just, but you know, that's little man and it's old man Kenny. He's got to have something he can get by with. Yep. Uh, and and I, but I hold true to if his dad says no sweets unless he's eating real food. Okay, no sweets unless he's eating real food. If that's your thing, that's your thing. If his dad's out of my sight and I think he needs a candy bar, he's gonna get one. Yeah. Because I'm not a dick. I wasn't ready for that. 